1: Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends, where we're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast, where we talk about all things Star Wars, Legends, and Canon. I am Austin, also known as Teacup.
1: And I am Ben of Tamaria.
2: Alright, so Ben, what are we talking about today?
1: Today, we are actually going to go over the mysterious force that is in the Star Wars universe.
2: Wow, that's a big topic.
1: (laughs) It is a big topic. There is a lot of info in both canon and legends compared to our previous episode with the lightsaber, which it's still developing in canon. But with the force, it's a ground. It's one of the ground things that they need to have.
2: Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of information about it, but also not a lot of information about it. Yes. Like, that we don't know.
1: It's, it's still wrapped in a mystery, um, even to this day. I mean, what Star Wars has been around for, what, over 40 years. And mm-hmm. even that, the Force as a topic is still very mysterious and very mystical.
2: Yeah. Well, let's just dive dive in. Um, Well, let's start with, you know, the legends, what the legends had to say about the force.
1: Yeah. So in legends um, and even in canon, force is the thing that ties the universe together. In legends, the force has been known by many names Um, to the quay. It is called the power of the cosmos, which the Quay was a uh, the original actual species, native species to Dathomir before we even see, like, if you know Dathomir from, like, the Clone Wars or even Jedi Fallen Order where we see the brother, knight sisters, it's the original native species to that planet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we get into to where the force is also known as the Way in ancient times in the ancient galactic. Um, calendar which there's not really much of a calendar but there's also different aspects to the force so you have the light side the dark side um, and the force is actually in legends divided up in four different aspects so you have the living force the unifying force the cosmic force and the physical force right so where and when you break that down uh, the living force, is going to be where all living beings all their life energy ties into the force with that the unifying force reflects the aspects of connected visions to the future to the past to where you kind of where you're going to see where jedi and sith will get like force visions that is from the unifying force uh, the cosmic force is what connects force ghosts to the quote unquote physical plane to where they can manifest, to where you get like Obi-Wan or Yoda, like having their force ghosts appearing before people, or even um, like during the Old Republic, you could see a lot of different force ghosts in like ancient tombs and whatnot. Um, still trying to finish their work before they passed and then you get the physical force which is the force that is that is the part of the aspect of the force that gives you basically your powers to where you can manipulate use telekinesis lift objects um mind control stuff like that right right but then and then we get into where um the light and the dark side. Light side is obviously what the Jedi are known to use which is more on the positive emotions when such as like hope, uh good benevolence, healing stuff like that. And then there's the dark side which is based on selfishness, uh anger, passion, um malice hatred fear to where you see a lot of like sith use
2: and often like in especially in legends we haven't really seen a lot of this in canon except for like emperor palpatine really but the dark side the use of it actually does like corrupt like the organic and living essence of a being um often causing Sith or other dark side users to look deformed or sickly or scars and other ways like that.
1: Yeah. So that's like where like the red eyes come from. When someone goes down to the dark side, their eyes turn to a yellowish red tint. You see that in like episode three with Anakin, when he fully commits to the dark side, his eyes change color. Um, But another example is like, and and this is controversial, I know, but uh, Dooku, the reason why he doesn't have dark, uh, like yellow tinted eyes is, yes, he uses the dark side, but he never, he he still had his own ideals that he kept with, without Mm -hmm. fully progressing. It's, It's, but he's still considered a Sith. He's still a Sith. But then we get into like the discovery of the force, which um, in legends was 30. It was in the year 36,453 BBY before the battle of Yavin. Uh, Philosophers and scientists from several star systems actually gathered on Python and uh, the force was discovered, quote unquote. They found out there is something greater in the galaxy that connected everything together. And that is where like the, the birthplace of the Jedi come from. And then eventually the Sith down the road. Mm-hmm. And then if you remember from the last episode, Tython is the planet where the Jedi Order was founded and where the lightsabers were also created on originally as well.
2: And in the Legends material, especially like post-Return of the Jedi, like Tython becomes more of a like holy site again. Um mm-hmm they speak about Tython a lot in a lot of the legend books, especially uh, the legacy of the four series and the fate of the Jedi books.
1: Yeah. Yep. And then Tython is also, um, yeah, it is actually the one of the planets you start on. If you ever play the uh, older public MMO, uh, that is where all the Jedi classes actually start on is on Tython because that they rebuilt the Jedi temple on the planet. To Because the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, no surprise, gets demolished like it does every other like era, which is hilarious and sad. Yes. Back on the, the force. Um, so with the light side is what Jedi use, but the dark side is going back with that is very addictive. So. That's why when you see Jedi constantly meditating, trying to think of positive attitude, um, trying to have no emotion, no attachment is because the dark side is so addictive. Uh, they can easily stray from it. And that's like what happens to Anakin. You see, you actually see that with a lot of different Jedi during the Clone War era where they go towards the dark and then such as, with the force people who are that can wield the force are called force sensitives. So all the Jedi, all dark, um, Sith can, are force sensitives. Uh, even actually the witches of Dathomir are actually quote unquote force sensitives, even though they use a different method of using the force. And then if you ever play, um, not so old Republic one or two, there are other species that can also use the force as well. Um mm-hmm. I can't remember the top of my head what her name is uh in Kotor 2. Th- um you're
2: thinking of Visus Mar.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Visa Mar. She's blind, but she can see through the force. Yes,
2: yeah, so so that- there's lots of there's lots of force sensitive species in mm-hmm. the legends material. Um they kind of like they haven't really brought that back in canon except for like Kind of in Dathomir. Um. Mm-hmm. but yeah, so,
1: and then when um going into the force with the different abilities that you can uh force sensitives can tap into, um you have the Jedi mind trick, which is one of the most famous ones. Um, you can shoot waves of energies from your hand, like the force push, you can actually defy gravity, so when you see any force wielder you know jump off of a skyscraper or you know like a dropship or something and they land perfectly fine they're actually using the force to slow down their ascent to where they don't splat uh, you right. can lift objects um, actually make force barriers which is kind of cool uh, which we don't see in canon really too much but we do see that in the legends of material and then um, when you go into And that's like the everyday force powers. And when you get to the dark side, the dark side does have some unique force powers that uh, derive from it. Uh, So you got like force choking, force lightning are the two main ones that you see. Darth Vader uses force choking all the time. Mm -hmm. Sidious uses force lightning. um, And many other uh, Sith Lords do as well.
0: Right.
2: I've noticed this. This is like kind of the thing I've noticed, especially in legends canon, and and maybe a little bit in the official canon. But the main difference between like dark side and light side is the jet. Light side abilities are kind of using the force around them to assist them in what they're trying to accomplish. So they manipulate gravity. They move kind of, like, different waves of energy out with, you know, force powers and all of the things like that. But, like, the Sith abilities are all about either defying the laws of nature Um, in a lot of what was called, like, Sith alchemy, which had to do, like, increasing your strength, uh, giving you unnatural powers, using, even with uh, Darth Plagueis, defying death. Um, or manipulating and taking control of the force, and I think that's a big turn of philosophy that the Sith use to control the force, and the Jedi allow themselves to be guided by the force, which I think is a big difference between the two.
1: Yeah, um, that that's a really good example. Like, um, you also look into the legends of, like, so Republic, um, Basle Shan when she like she uses a special technique called battle meditation where she can enhance the combat efficiency. All the Republic soldiers are all her allies all at once just by meditating. And then you go into the, like the Sith Lords, all their stuff, all their powers are based on hurting others without consequence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, um, There's also rare force abilities. Like I said, one of them would be battle meditation that Basilashan uses. Uh, That is actually a pretty rare ability. You also can, um, like Austin said, uh, Darth Plagueis was able to move his soul into one body into another, so he can basically, he he can live forever. Basically.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Then you have like Darth Nihilus. Who uh from the Kotor series, he was able to feed off the force energy of other beings. Yeah. Which that, that was that fight in the game was kind of fun. <laughs> um and then um there's also Emperor Vitiate, or Valcorian that you know him from the Star Wars or Republic mm-hmm. MMO. He that like, he takes Darth Nihilus's ability and like Take that times like a thousand. He can literally wipe out an entire planet. Consume all the life of it. Destroy it completely. Just to keep himself alive.
2: Right. Um, and like the thing about this ability is that. He only has to really do it once. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um and it goes back on to where his powers actually came from ancient sith uh alchemy, so they mm-hmm. had to do an ancient ritual and by doing this ritual, he wiped out his entire home planet to where he consumed all the life essence, and basic, he lived for thousands of years,
2: right, and like this, this is kind of like we're gonna be people are gonna be upset about this, but we do kind of like both in canon and legends kind of know how the force kind of works, mm-hmm. which I guess is like the introduction of chlorians. like a, a mm-hmm. force sensitive being can sense and connect to the chlorians around them. Um, it's kind of like what gives like the Jedi their extra perceptive powers is because they can basically sense living beings around them. And, like, you know, Vader will say, like, I haven't sensed this presence. Like, each presence is unique in the Force. And, like, Yoda has a conversation with the clones in the Clone Wars about, like, you're not the same to me. Because in the Force, each of you are different. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I think with Vitiate, like, one of the things that's so, like, dramatic about that, about what he does on that planet is... Force sensitives cannot live on that planet. They can't even touch, even though there's like solid rock, there might still be atmosphere and everything. They literally cannot go on that planet because they can't, it's so shocking to them because they can't sense anything. It's like a void of nothingness. And if you've read the um, Revan novelization, um, which follows the events after Kotor 2 with Revan, the Jedi exile goes there and like, she cannot, she almost loses herself, but because of what happened to her, and I'm not going to spoil that game, even though it's like 20 years old, right. um, she was able to survive for very unique reasons.
1: But yeah. So, yeah. Even,
2: even the Sith at that point, they still rely on that, like tapping into the livingness of all their beings around them.
1: Mm-hmm. You get a good strong sense of what the force means to both the Jedi and the Sith and, and the Revan novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what vicious does to that planet when you, when like the Jedi exile does step on that, or even like some of the Sith, they can't be on there long because it's draining them. Mm-hmm. Cause it's that, that traumatic trauma from the force itself, which right. goes into the next point where strong force users uh, can sense disturbances throughout the force. Which another one big thing is the Jedi ex- Exile's tra- uh, traumatic event from Malachor Five that we see in KOTOR during the Mandalorian Wars. Which it is over a twenty-year-old game, so spoiler: alert. Malachor Five was they used a experimental weapon called the Shadow Engine. The Jedi Exile turned it on. It literally is a I think it wasn't. I think it was anti gravity, to where it pulled everything to the planet's surface and killed literally thousands upon thousands of soldiers on both sides, the Republic and even the Mandalorians. And to where the Jedi exile actually had to cut herself off of the Force so she could not feel anything because it was going to be that traumatic to where she was about to die. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bad. <laughs>
2: hmm And that's another thing in canon. Like you if you just watch canon and you can see that you can kind of see that the force is almost like a it's just a power that the Jedi use. Um mm-hmm. but the legends very much establishes it as like this own agent. And of course it has a will, and like they talk about that in canon. like events like the mass shadow generator um the destruction of malachor 5 even the great jedi purge they leave what's called wounds in the force um and it's like actually detrimental to the galaxy um and like they they talk about like the echo of malachor 5 in the kotor 2 games and how it that wound, that much death, that much destruction causes a great wound in the Force, and it latches onto the Jedi exile, and the exile basically takes it with her everywhere she goes.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If we see in in Legends, it's more of a living thing to wear in canon. is like, okay, yeah, the Force exists. So right. they haven't established, they establish the Force in canon to where it exists It's a thing. But they haven't like done a deep dive into the force itself compared to what Legends has put out there. Right. But yeah, that, that's what we got in Legends.
2: All right. Well, let's take our break and we'll get going into that.
0: Yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the US economy in 2022.
2: All right, well, welcome to the middle of our show where we talk about all things related to the podcast that don't have to do with the lore of um, Star Wars. Uh, So we just want to let you know that if you're looking to support the podcast, one of the best ways to do that is to leave us a review either on Apple or Spotify, and um, if you leave us a five-star review and write us a... some words on that on Apple. We will read them out on a future episode of the show. And Ben, we actually have two five-star reviews to share today. We do. Yes. Um, so our first one comes from Genesis, who uh, is a big person in the robots radio discord. Uh, the review says always more to the lore teacup of Tamaria. Ben Teacup? Not sure what the ship name is going to be, but the chemistry between the two hosts is already percolating. I can't wait to hear more and get into the big differences between canon and legends. Uh, and of course, Genesis hosts the Two Girls, One Ship podcast where they talk about video games and romances. So, of course, she tried to give us a ship name. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, Ben, but I'm <laughs> partial to Teacup of Tamaria, Right. <laughs> uh,
1: and if you haven't uh, checked out their show, their show is really good. If you want to get into the like, the romance stuff of get video game characters,
2: yes. Um, and the next review comes from She Cup, who is my wife. And if you can't get your wife to support you, I don't know who will. Um, but so she says, "Great new show! I'm super excited for this new show. The first episode was great and gave me lots of new info." about the origins and history of the lightsaber can't wait for more episodes so thank you she cup um she wouldn't say she liked it if she actually did didn't i promise (laughs) well that's good (laughs) yes um so yes so thank you that and again if you leave us a review you don't need to listen on either apple or spotify but as long as you have an account you can go in there and leave reviews for that um ben do you have anything else to share
1: no, I mean, well, you can always follow us on our Twitter and you can actually tweet us on at uh, SW Hollow Histories on Twitter. So if mm-hmm. you want to give us feedback on there. You're welcome to do that as well.
2: Yeah. You can also find us on the Robots Radio uh, Network Discord. Uh, there is a channel there for the Holocron Histories and you can chat us up there. People have gotten to sending uh, Star Wars gifts, which have been hilarious.
1: Yes. Um,
2: so yeah. So you ready to get back to the episode?
1: Oh yeah. Let's get back into the All right. canon. Yeah, let's go.
2: All right, Ben. So we talked about Legends. Let's talk about what the actual new canon has established about the the Force, which some of it it transfers over because a lot of the information we have comes from what was already moved to canon.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of things did stay the same. Um, So just like in Legends, the Force is everywhere. It binds the galaxy together. It penetrates you and basically makes a web in the galaxy so in canon what we have is the force is described as an energy shield that is that creates and connects every living thing together in the universe so just like canon you see in star wars rebels canon actually teaches ezra this in the i believe episode two uh of star wars rebel to where he explains the force you get you get the explanation of it also in um, the Star Wars, the Clone Wars, as well, and even episode one. But um, compared to legends in canon, and this, I mean, this is in legends as well, the Force is especially powerful in beings with high metachlorine counts. So they're my- microscopic, intelligent life forms that form a symbiotic. Uh, relationship with the host blood so we get that reference in episode one when uh qui-gon jen actually takes anakin's uh blood sends it over to obi-wan obi-wan checks out the midichlorian count and actually is higher than master yoda's and yoda being how being over a night uh what 800 years i think at that point um year old being strong in the forest his species specifically is super powerful in the forest having someone else in the galaxy who has higher metachlorians than he does is astonishing but then um and then just like in legends beings that can wield the force are force sensitive they get unique powers just like in legends um mind tricks force push uh depending on what side of the force you rely on gives grant you different abilities or abilities that you should or should not use. And then compare to legends where the force is divided in four aspects. In canon, it's actually a lot more simplified to where the force is actually divided up only in two. So you have the living force and the cosmic force. That's it. Just those two. Right. And um with the living force, it represents the energy in all living beings. And those energies are then fed into the cosmic force, which binds the galaxy together. So if you get a chance, if anybody wants to watch uh Star Wars Clone Wars uh season six, which is the, I believe the Yoda Chronicles is, I think believe as all season six, which is where he goes, Yoda goes on a spiritual journey to complete his training in the force from the um living force into the cosmic force. And you get that Mm -hmm. from Qui-Gon actually telling Yoda to go and do this training so he can finish what he, he was not able to.
2: Right. Um, And that's a big thing that like you can get, if you read the master and apprentice book, which follows like early days of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Um, one of the te- one of the tensions between Qui Gon and the Jedi Council is like his, like he's almost kind of fanatical about the Force, um, in a sense of like he's kind of like focused on Jedi prophecy and is kind of looking at this more, more looking more at the cosmic force and like as a separate entity. And whereas most Jedi see, talk about, you know, focus on the living force, which is, like, what is present to you in this moment and, like, what is in within you and other living creatures, um, Qui-Gon kind of, like, takes a more effort to, like, try to understand the more kind of bigger, the bigger cosmic force. And that's, like, a big tension between him, Yoda, and the Jedi Council. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So like in those episodes in Clone Wars, we, you actually Qui-Gon talks to Yoda through the force. He doesn't present himself as a force ghost cause he can't cause he was never, he never mastered the way of the cosmic force. And that's what he is intending Yoda to do to finish that training. So he could present himself as a force ghost when he finally connects with the force fully and then later down the road, um, Obi Wan eventually. We don't. We still don't know, um, but he does do this training at some point. i imagined because he is able to present himself as a Force Ghost to Luke when you, we see him in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Now we might get that in the Obi Wan show. Who knows? Um, they might put in that plot hole because we still don't know a whole lot about it, but. Um, and then Anakin, he can present himself as a force ghost, but he's, you know, the chosen one. So he's special. He he gets he's right. a, he's a, he exempts from all that.
2: <laughs> right. Well, there is a thing about like, I believe in the old legends canon. And I don't know if this is true, but there was talk that Yoda and Obi-Wan actually come to Anakin on his deathbed and basically guide him to the ability to present as a force ghost. Oh, okay. That would yeah, be... Which, huh. Yeah, and then I'm assuming that I, my bigger plot hole, I guess, is that I guess maybe Luke shows Leia on her deathbed the similar way that they showed Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luke, Luke, I'm assuming, got his training from Yoda or Ben or somewhere.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming after the destruction of the Death Star 2 and Return... And, like, when he starts forming his own Jedi temple, he probably got more training through Obi-Wan and Yoda through the Force on how he could uh project himself through the Force. Like we see in Star Wars Just Last Jedi, Kylo's fighting a Force ghost. And it's probably one of the most epic fight scenes in that movie, though. It was great.
2: Well, well is it a force ghost? I thought it was It's called, like, astral projection or something.
1: Uh, force ghost, astral projection, eh, yeah. I don't know.
2: They're similar powers.
1: Yeah. Oh. But then, um, so back with the force, um, force sensitivity can actually be passed um, to your offspring. So, just like how Luke and Leia are force sensitive uh, because their father was Anakin Skywalker, other uh children who are born from force sensitives could get could be force sensitive as well. Now not always though. Um it can it does depend on the person because of the Medical and all that. Right. And then obviously force sensitive children can also be born with people with from parents that aren't force sensitive whatsoever. Um, which we see that a lot in the majority of the time in canon like as a prisoner for once his parents weren't force sensitive but he is Mm -hmm. and then there's also when two individuals are strong in the force they can actually create a force bond which in that bond lets them individuals communicate over um, mass distances so we don't really see that in the shows or the movies but we do get those from the uh novelizations of the high republic books there are many uh padawans that have Force bonds with their masters to where they can s- communicate with each other and sense where they are in the galaxy which is really cool
2: right um there's actually a big um i can't remember if it's a legends moment or not legends moment, but between anakin and obi-wan um And they're actually on separate missions back when Anakin is a Padawan and he's like doing something else where he's like learning and Obi-Wan is off on some mission that goes the wrong way. And Obi-Wan is in trouble and he's like Anakin finishes his mission and he comes back to the Jedi Council and he's basically like Obi-Wan's in trouble. And Mace Windu and Yoda have a conversation, and they basic. And Mace is basically like, "I don't know what's more disturbing: the fact that at such a young age, Anakin is able to sense his master so far away, or that his bond and attachment to his master is so strong that he can do that." Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of like that whole object of like force bonds and like force bonds in Legends too. Can be, they're meant to be kind of like this, not really harmful, mainly beneficial thing, but they can be harmful. Um,
1: yeah. So, like in um, in Legends, when you play Nice Old Republic 2, you actually create a force bond. Your player character creates a force bond with a character named Kreia, and you see her hand get cut off, you feel that pain. Mm-hmm. So, if anything, else would have happened to her. Let's say if she died, you more than likely would have died.
2: Right. And part of it, like part of the deal with the Jedi exile in KOTOR 2 is that she, because of the wound and the force that happens at Malachor 5, she creates force bonds. And it's like her body and her force essence is looking for another force essence to attach to so it can survive. Mm -hmm. Um, And you see that with, which is kind of like explains how she gets reestablished to the to the force and things like that. But like force bonds, they're meant to just kind of be like. Rare is it that a person can, like, straight up communicate with another person. Um, that's a rare ability, uh, but you can like more than just like general thoughts and emotions,
0: um, mm-hmm. like, like and even.
2: If you look in the movies, Yoda, when Anakin is slaughtering the sand people, he is sensing that pain from Anakin. And he tells Mm -hmm. Mace Windu, he's like, in pain, young Skywalker is. Like, other things like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, we do see a Force bond kind of a thing in uh, Attack of the Clones with Anakin and Yoda. Um, but it's mostly like, yeah, it's like a beacon mostly to sense danger or sense emotions compared to straight up talking to each other like you would on a communicator.
2: (laughs) Right. Um, and there are in KOTOR 2, your bond with the, with Kraya does allow you to communicate telepathically. Um, Seems regardless of distance doesn't seem to affect that.
1: And then, um. But uh, with that being said, with Force Bonds um, and during actually the High Republic novels that we get now from Disney, uh, Jedi Master Avar Chris, who is one of the main characters in the Light of the Jedi novel, which was the first High Republic book, uh, she can actually connect uh, surrounding Force users together and all strengthen all of them. And also let them all communicate through the force telepathically so that she does this while there is the um, trying to think the they call them emergencies in the book. But there's a ship that comes out of a hyperspace and it's like a giant galactic star cruiser holding passengers and whatnot. And it's about to crash into this planet and basically decimate it completely mm-hmm. to where she connects all the Jedi in the area together mm-hmm. to where they can coordinate saving all these people about also trying to take out the ship before it crashes into the planet.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And then just like in legends, the force can grant multiple multiple powers throughout the um that abilities that people can use so the force in canon you get telekinesis mental manipulation like the jedi mind trick moving objects with your mind um you can actually enhance your physical abilities so faster reflexes be able to jump higher sprint faster you can also have the abilities to um sedate and induce sleep so we see that in episode one where uh qui-gon Jinn wants to shut up jar jar he just waves his hand and jar jar just goes takes a nap
0: Mm -hmm.
2: which
1: is great (laughs) (laughs) and then uh they can also survive injury that would normally cripple or kill them by using the force to keep them alive or keep the bleeding at bay or anything like that mm-hmm and then we also i mean in the sequel series and the sequel trilogy we see a bunch of other new force powers like force healing we actually see um i believe we do see fourth force drain from palpatine to where you can mm-hmm. suck out the force of living creatures and then um ray uses force healing compared to legends force healing it's, this is really weird you use your own life force to heal, which mm-hmm. to me doesn't make too much sense. It's like, oh, I'm using my own life force to heal someone. I was like, okay, but there's well, the force all around you. <laughs>
2: right. Well, it kind of gets to this like, it's kind of established in other like universes with magic and magical healing that there's always a cost and like. True you it kind of like gets that like only life only death can pay for life um which we kind of see that with what uh ben solo does for ray um mm-hmm. but yeah i think that it's more like i i, pl- I do a lot of dnd and it's very much like just a copy and paste of the life transference spell Um
1: <laughs> all right I- okay i can see what they did there then um and then uh, with the force being able to give them faster reflexes, we see in the Howard Public novels that, so all the Jedis have their own unique, they all have their own starfighter, and it's a, it's a vector-class starfighter. So these starfighters are specifically made for force wielders because they cannot be handled without being able to use the force. Mm. So they can maneuver it so well attuned to themselves to where they can do maneuvers that a normal uh, starfighter can't even do. Right. And then, yeah, and then, I mean, that's really what I have on um, in the canon. I mean, the last thing I really have is the force has been record in the galaxy for over 25,000 years prior to the Galactic Republic, but i mean that's really it um and then i mean the force does we do see the force as um and this can have their own episode but like the father the son and the daughter Mm -hmm. um have their own thing with the force where they're like the representation and entities for the balance the dark and the light which is really cool
2: yeah, I think we could be here all day talking about the Mortis arc of Clone Wars.
1: Oh my God! Um,
2: yes, <laughs> and just all the things that happen in those three episodes of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and like its relation to the prophecy of the Chosen One and
1: the world between worlds, which we see in Rebels, right. which is a whole other thing.
2: Right. But yeah, do not do not have time for this episode to get into oh, those. Oh no. Yes. But yeah, I think that's like a big thing about, for those, like some of you might know, some of you might not know, but my background is in religious studies. Um, And so like, and in universe, they refer to the Jedi and the Sith as religions of the force. And like from a religious perspective, the force is so interesting because it's not really, it's like an entity, this kind of like it's not something like that you really direct your worship at, I guess is really where it's mm-hmm. getting at to that. It's more just something that exists. Um, and so the mortise art for me kind of adds another layer because there's now these personified representations of something that is not very personal. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to that. And I think that when we talk about that and, comparison with the prophecy of the chosen one mainly because I think a lot of people misunderstand what balance of the force means in the Star Wars universe. Um, oh yeah,
1: there there's multiple like takes that you can put on like right. the on balance specifically.
2: Right. Um and so it'll be really interesting to get into that. But for all of you hardcore Star Wars nerds, we didn't forget about the Mortis arc. It just gets its own episode. Yeah, there's
1: there's too much in that one.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. We got anything else for us, Ben?
1: Um. No. I mean, I can say like our next episode. Um. Oh well, I will say this. Um. Every all of our episodes will be um every Monday. Um. Mm-hmm. This. Our first two episodes were Wednesday, just to get the podcast out there. Um, but then every new episode will be every Monday going forward. And then uh, the next episode, we are going to go over the Jedi.
2: Woohoo! All right. Well, we'll see you next week. And thank you for listening to the Holocron Histories.
1: And the may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories. Star Wars Canon vs. Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at Histories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com.
2: I'm your host, Maverick Stone. It's me, Gingerino42. I'm Roman.
0: Hey, this is Sassy Lady.
1: And I'm Jaxus. And we... We are the Fallout Roundup. Join us as we explore various topics from the Fallout universe brought from multiple perspectives. We can be found on your favorite podcatchers from Spotify to
0: iTunes. Or follow us on Twitter at FalloutRTB or our email FalloutRTB at gmail.com. Be sure to rate, follow, and subscribe. Thank you.